Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this morning, and today's episode is brought to you in part by Alma Coffee, sustainably grown, veteran-owned, and direct trade, which of course means from seed to cup, there are no middlemen. Please go check them out at myalmacoffee.com and go visit their roastery cafe over at 3448 Holly Springs Parkway in Canton. Ask for Harry or the brains of the outfit, Leticia, and please tell them that Stone sent you. You guys are in for a real treat this morning. A little bit later in the broadcast, we're going to get a chance uh, to visit with Aria. I'm not even going to try to pronounce her last name, but we'll get a handle on that. Uh, and uh, she runs a, uh, a school where she teaches folks how to make beautiful music. But first up on Cherokee Business Radio this morning, please join me in welcoming to the broadcast with Beckshot, Mr. Randall Beck. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Stone. How are you? I am doing well. It's a delight to have you here in the studio. You and I have uh, talked about this idea of having you come in and visit and talk to us about your work. It's finally happening. Thanks for coming down. Uh, tell us a little bit about mission, purpose. Uh, what are you out there trying to do for folks, man? In the corporate world, there's this thing, and, and they instilled it in us in business school back when I was getting my degree, right? And you, you ask somebody, what do, I, what do you do, right? And so at Beckshot, they, they would ask me that, and I might say, that, you know, I subvert dominant paradigms by leveraging industry best practices through <laughs> ex- accentuated technology. <laughs> what? You know, and so so Beckshot is about messaging, right? And what uh, we try to do, what we're trying to do, is transform corp, uh, business messaging, and really grab people. Uh, we help the business tell their story about why they do what they do and what makes them different than their competitors in a way that has impact through video and, and high quality photography. And we put the impact on the story so that they can reach their clients and you know, generate a a better client experience. Well, I tell you, I can't think of anything that is more important and would have a a larger impact faster than getting that messaging crystal clear. And I think, I suspect, you tell me that there's probably tremendous advantage in having third-party perspective come in and help you think through articulating that message. Because I can tell you this, my business partner, Lee Cantor, I mean, he and I can talk, we can tell each other <laughs> what we do, and it all sounds great. But, like, if you have a third party coming, there, there's some value just from that third party perspective, isn't there? Clarity is everything. Yeah. And particularly in today's marketing world, um, the internet marketing and social media, the explosive growth there has kind of transformed the marketing equation. Now, I'm a big Simon Sinek disciple. And so it's all about why. For that, me, he's the right? why guy. He's I, the why I, guy. I've seen a little YouTube. On, I, I, I've got to confess, I didn't read the book. I should probably read the you book. You should read the book. It's really good. Yeah. Um, it's called Start With Why. And I'm not going to try to recap the book, but the central message for him is, is that the research shows that nowadays people aren't buying what you sell. They're buying why you do it. Yeah. And so to communicate that why – is the most important thing. And the best way to do that is, is through 
high impact direct communication, right? Forget the business speak, like I was joking about a minute ago. Right, right. Talk simply and directly uh, to people in ways that engage them, right? And of course, with social media and the internet, the best way to do that is video. The video revolution is is in full swing. If you if you're not doing video five years ago, you're already behind. And so, <laughs> right, right. You know, well, one that's of the where things, we come in. One of the things that I think I like about the idea of video, and just in some respects, audio, but certainly, um, you've got once you get it nailed, and and the pros like you piece it all together properly, and we're all happy with what we're going to place out there. I, I got this. I got this stone out there. I think I don't know. I don't have one, but I've got this stone out there working for me twenty four seven while I'm doing other things. That's got to be a tremendous advantage. And he gets it right every time. Yeah, gets it right every time, <laughs> and it's a consistent message. If you if you if you orient your narrative so that each piece that you put out is is really hitting on your core values, your core message, your why, right. Um, then he is getting it right every time. And, of course, nobody likes to be sold to, right? And so when you're having a conversation with somebody, if you start coming across like a salesman, they start tuning you out, right? Mm -hmm. But it's a better approach to be able to say, yeah, you know, I do uh, business radio X, and, hey, check out my website. There's a bunch of stuff on there for you to look at, and you can see what it is we do. And then you just have a conversation with them. Right. Because they can get your pitch and your differentiation and your messaging from that website that's getting it right every time. Right. So, so that, that's the that's the social media revolution. So these I, I think I heard you say pieces uh, is your counsel typically to do more like and rather than do a 15 minute ditty, you would do five, three minute. You would do multiple pieces with a little different angles on them. They call it the three second world that we live in. You know, you uh, have three seconds to grab somebody's attention. Oh, uh, that's scary. Attention spans are really short. <laughs> right? So you start with a bang. Right. Yes. And, um, you know, one minute, maybe two sometimes is is really as long as you want to go in that environment. And, um, you know, marketing in general tells you to always, always be putting your key message out, right? Nike has, right, Nike right. says, just do it on everything you ever yeah. see, right? They want you to understand what they're about. We work with champions. We open doors for you to achieve your potential. Just do it. Yeah. You get that on everything you see from Nike. Okay. So let's that. walk it through a minute. Um, so let's say, so I, I understand that, that you probably um, have a wide variety of the kinds of people you could service for, for the moment, just purely hypothetically, let's talk about me for a minute. I mean, it is my show. Uh, <laughs> let's say I we, it was my show. <laughs> soon as the check clears, Randall, soon as the check clears, uh, if, if we were doing this and I were the subject like what walk us through the engagement especially like the early steps how do we how do we do a stone set of videos or a, or a Cherokee business radio yeah walk so, us through so we would start off with the idea of what is business radio x what is Cherokee business radio what's what's this about and this is you know, me and you just talking casually just trying to get right, a just right. you're want, trying to figure it out I want to out. find out what you're about right and then, and then I want to explain what I've just explained to you about about proper marketing and the way to way to get your messaging out. So now you decide, okay, this is this is really for me. I, I really want to do you know, maximize my impact right. and do this. So then we sit down on camera and we do a, a structured interview where I'm going to elicit from you during the interview the 
You're probably a lot better at this than I am, aren't you? <laughs> I don't know about that. You're going to give me a report card after. <laughs> I don't know about that. I interrupted you. Go ahead. All right. So, so you're you're a structured kind of interview. It's a structured you're, interview. You're pulling you're pulling the best of me out of me. I guess I'm right. Getting your why and your how right. and what makes you different, right? And that's all on camera. So I can edit that video and audio together once we're done to to craft the narrative that you're wanting to put out there in a in a very concise and powerful way. And well, that's then, encouraging that you can that you can uh, uh, clean it up a little. Clean bit. it up, clean it up. Because we're talking business messaging here. We don't need uh, well, yeah, uh, nice uh, uh, you know, crisp. like like like. You can. No, I think you tell me. I think maybe you can get a, away with a little bit more of that kind of thing, like in this format, where you're just sure. sort of chewing the fat, as my dad would say, but not in a professional right. messaging piece. That's a different animal. That's right. Yeah, because you only have that one minute. To, right. Before they're tuning you back out. And so then um, once we have the narrative crafted, right. we edit in what we call B-roll, which is, you know, you're cutting away from your smiling face and showing what you do. Showing In, in this context, we'd be showing you doing some interviews, show your facility, oh, I like show that you idea. at work. Do some right? faces get more B-roll than others? <laughs> That's up to you. I, why do I get the feeling that there would be a lot of B-roll on mine? <laughs> <laughs> That's up to you. Okay. Um, we edit all that in there too. So right. you're still getting your message, you know, you're still hearing your voice, but, right. but this is almost like a documentary, right? You're he- hearing yeah. your voice, you're narrating your story, but we're seeing aspects of what you do too in a very impactful way. And then that is, that goes to color correction and the whole editing process we call post-production, right? Just like you do. Right. And, uh, you, know, you make we, me we, six foot three with the black craft hair. It, we make you look like Clark Gable <laughs> and then, and then we distribute Okay, well, okay, let's talk about that because that's nothing to gloss over. When you say distribute, the last thing we want to do is based on my little tiny circle of knowledge. You don't want me making major decisions about when to distribute what, how to frame it. So that I'm going to get some direction from you on that too, right? Um, not from me personally because I'm no marketer, right? Okay. But, but um, part of the package can be that we bring in a marketing person to help ah. do that campaign. Okay. Or, or if you already have that marketing person, we give you, we give them your deliverables, and, right? You know, execute your marketing strategy, right? Whether that's Facebook or Instagram or both, or you know, website or vlog or whatever it is. And so we work, we work together with your team to come up with that. Well, I like that idea. I like the flexibility of it. If I've got someone who I really have gotten to know and trust and and really respect their uh, their professionalism and their expertise on on how to fully leverage that kind of content, you're flexible. Fine stone, here it is. Run with it. And if not, it sounds like you have relationships with best in class folks that have that knowledge and expertise, and I can I can team up with them, or you just build it into my whole package build it into your package that's right and now the bigger we go the bigger the company are sometimes they have their own agency right and in that case the agencies will be giving us uh, delivery specifications so we're uh-huh. just we're just working to the specs then right and they already have the campaign um, defined and, and at that point we're giving them the content so talk about that a little bit because I think you know, a, a lot of our listeners uh, um, are some of them are aspiring entrepreneurs, but a great many of them have a little something going, even if it's a side hustle, and they're, and they're trying to figure out different aspects of their business. And a big piece of it is this whole sales and marketing piece. How does the whole sales and marketing thing work for for a guy like you? Like we, we were talking about like an individual. You and I met at a, at a Woodstock business club function or an in-stock, in-Woodstock thing. Uh, so I'm, I think I have a feel for how you might meet people like me or, or uh, Aria. 
But how do you, how does the whole sales and marketing thing work when you're trying to build relationships with people that own, you know, large firms? That cannot be easy, I wouldn't think. There's no mystery to networking. Right. The introduction is always the best. Uh, a good referral is the next best. So you so, get referred in a lot of times. Just doing good work is a heck of a sales tool, isn't it, Aria? Yes, <laughs> sure. Right? I mean, if you taught my kid how to play the violin and they couldn't walk and chew gum before I brought them to you, and then I tell my neighbor, just get your kid over there, Aria is straight about, right? Definitely. <laughs> as long as it's not the drums or the trumpet. Right, right. <laughs> so so your business, um, real, I mean, you might, you have to have a tremendous amount of trust. It's not just the money. I mean, okay, I mean, I've spent money on stuff that didn't work. But to to trust you to put me in the best light, that's the, that's the big thing. Trust is the key thing. factor in this business. And yeah. so, and so we, we make a real point that we are always loyal to the project and to our client. You know, whatever it takes to get it done right, that's what right. we do. And, um, and, you know, you, there's never a, a time that I want them to be surprised by anything that's happening. Yeah. Communication's critical. Because once you lose the trust in, in this kind of business, it's all relationship. Once you lose the trust, that's you, bad. You're done. And, and better, I suspect, I, I mean, I think, better to over-communicate and have them cry uncle mm-hmm. on that yep. than, than not communicate enough, And then right? over-deliver. You know, if if, if, if yeah. doing a real estate shoot for a brokerage mm. and they contract for 20 photos, we might give them 25 because, you know, it's, right. it's just right. better. We don't nickel and dime, and we over-deliver. Okay, so I wanted to ask, uh, industry, sectors, are you finding, because you just mentioned real estate, I chose myself. I, <laughs> it might be fun to, to do something for someone like an Aria, these small business people that we know. But are you finding that your business over the years has sort of gravitated towards certain sectors, certain industries, certain types of businesses? Yes. You know, in the broad sense, it's professionals, right? It's businesses of, of any size, but in a professional environment that need to differentiate themselves. But there are sweet spots that right. we've developed. Um, real estate's obviously a big <clears throat> one in, in the photography business. Well, it wasn't need, obvious to me, but why is that, why is that such a great Because they need mark? photographs all the time on their listings, and they need videos about why you should work with me, and you know, here's what my process is. Okay. And related businesses to them too, mortgages and people like that need to do the same Cause thing. Because those are crowded arenas, right? I mean, you, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a mortgage broker or a realtor, right? That's right. And, that's right. and they need to differentiate themselves in a big way. Right. Uh, but then there are other <clears throat> industries related <throat> to that. Um, commercial real estate is one. Commercial buildings. Uh, uh, the property managers that are leasing apartments and office space, you know, are starting to discover out there that, that showing their operation and their properties <clears throat> in the best light is, is uh, going to be very critical post-COVID. Right, with all the downsizing and shuffling going on, right. leasing is going to get very competitive. And I'm going to look at it. On, will you tell me, is this right? I'm going to look at that space, look at shots, videos of anything around this on a computer long before I ever try to set up any visit. Right? right? I'm not going to drive all the way to wherever. Right? That's right. And in a real estate <clears> sense, <throat> you know, you want that buyer that's seen those photos to come in prepared to make an offer, right? The better, right. the better the presentation online, that's your first showing. And the better that presentation is, the more likely they are to, to do that transaction. And in a bigger sense than that, you know, in other related industries, architects, engineers, property developers, <clears throat> construction contractors that need to show a portfolio, our approach works uh-huh. really well for them. Now, those, that's some high level of involvement on those kind right. of shoots. They're really looking to express a design concept and really show it in its best light. Some of those shoots are 
very involved. And um, our our secret to this is we shoot everything we do as if it's for publication for an architect. Right? So even even a real estate agent that says just shoot my listing gets uh-huh. the same approach. Uh, with some standardization and some things that we do to make that efficient for them, right? Uh, we have we have standard <clears throat> angles, standard shots, you know, some standard settings and things like that. And so they get that same approach as as the architectural shoot is was would be if they're going to sh- be featured in residential design, right? Wow! And so um, it's a it's a good way to make their business advertise their business. So then you get a chance, I would think, you get a chance to build relationships and, and, and genuinely serve. I don't know the the people who run the building, right, or run the the marketing of the the can, building. Can be, yeah. Do you enjoy? You must. You, you must enjoy seeing all these different architecture and have a real appreciation for design. It's something I thought about doing in my life and didn't do, and maybe that was a good decision, and maybe it wasn't. I'm not <laughs> sure. So, uh, so I'm fascinated by it, but because I've been involved in it. Um, you know, even back in the Navy, I built team buildings for the SEAL teams. And so... Hold, okay, hold, got, here we go. we got to really back up. involved with <laughs> He just glossed over. I built training for the SEAL teams. I can hold my breath for an hour and a half. <laughs> right, let's back Let's get the backstory on this thing. How, all the, as far back as you're willing to go, how does one, you know, land where you have? <laughs> well, what's, the, what's the Randall Beck backstory? Back oh, no, we should call of, it the Beck story. Oh, I like that. Now, see what, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, how do I get to where I am? A long series of miscalculation and error. <laughs> so, no, I, I, um, I was a naval officer out of college for 14 right years. out of school, okay. 14 years totally. Yeah. And uh, about 10 of that I spent in, um, you know, some various capacities in the SEAL teams or the special bone units. And my last job in the Navy was um, on, the f- I, on the staff of the Commander-in-Chief Atlantic Fleet as the wow. Special Warfare Liaison. Oh, my. So I was in big involved in R&D and acquisition budgets. Um new things, right? Like my favorite project was we were developing a wave piercing um, speedboat, combat speedboat. Oh my. So things like that, that were very interesting. But one of the, one of the projects <laughs> was um, building a team building with some very specialized electronics and security features and things like that. It was a fascinating process. And, and um, post Navy, I got into the real estate world, the development and construction and operations world. And so I've learned to speak engineer, architect, you know, city planner, uh, all those languages. Right. Yeah. Do, do you feel, I'm sure the answer is yes. So maybe I should say, why do you feel, how do you feel that having that, um, that background in the material, uh, military, and in this case, even highly specialized, you know, elite pocket of the, of the military. Um, how do you feel like that has served you in, in the business world? Mission focus, true leadership, um, an orientation towards results. So do you get frustrated occasionally? It's okay. You can you can tell me. You, it's just us girls here. Just, just me and Aria. <laughs> do you get frustrated sometimes when you see people that are less than driven or less than disciplined or a little bit lazy? Is that frustrating to a to a to an, a no. Navy SEAL? No, never. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm buying that. <laughs> you have to find a way to work with those folks, but but I'm sure you do run into people. It's, most people must seem a little less disciplined, a little less on point than, than you would prefer, I would think. Maybe at times. <laughs> okay. Maybe at times. So Okay, uh, so you less, also learn diplomacy in all this, less, I see. Less timely, maybe. <laughs> Sometimes you just you just want people to hurry up, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but you're 
just like the people, some of the constituencies you serve, you're well, – yeah, Before ahead. we go on, yeah, we're yeah. talking about constituencies. We kind of talked a lot about real estate and architecture, which are right. lovely sweet spots. I, I, I enjoy that tremendously. But we're also in the art world. Uh, we're, huh. cur- we're currently working on a five-part documentary for Cousins Properties, right? Speaking of developers. I've heard of them. Nice little – cute little company. Cottage right? industry, right? <laughs> right. But they uh, – they are doing a four sculpture installation in their renovation of Buckhead Plaza down mm-hmm. in Buckhead, and so we are filming or we're videoing the creation and the installation of these sculptures, which represent intersections around the Atlantic area. And of course, by that you're automatically drawing in some historic and, and cultural context, right? Cousins is uh, a company that's made a real commitment towards art in public spaces and, and impacting the culture in ways other than just, don't we have a pretty building, come lease in it. Right. You know, a, a very unique company amongst developers. Oh, bet. And so we're doing a five-part documentary series on that, which puts us, we're working with an art consultant and the sculptor himself. Mm-hmm. We're in his studio doing the creation as well as in the plaza for the installation and the finished product. So that's an interesting one. We've done healthcare and, um, you know, Healthcare. Allied health services. Now, why health? I, I would not have thought health. I wouldn't. Have, I'm, I'm not getting a good visual on healthcare. Remember that uh, our thing is differentiation, right? Right. Any, right. Anybody, any professional that <clears throat> needs to differentiate themselves from the others is is a good client, and yeah. they they have need of what we do. Well, and I guess there's a pocket. There's a there's a um, a sandbox in the healthcare world that is. Uh, that has medical devices and stuff. And I bet design and that kind of thing, like visual is important in that regard. I bet. I don't know. Well, but. Design always reveals intent, right? And, and Somebody write that down. And design is, <laughs> design is fascinating to me, no matter what form it takes. You know, right. One of my friends from uh, up in New York City uh, is, works for a, a company that does packaging design. Right? They package products for their clients. Mm-hmm. Um, Wallace Church. <clears throat> You wouldn't believe how technical that that is. You know, there's a science to to product design and packaging design. And the packaging, I, I mean, it's the kind of thing I don't even think the, about. But. The shape of the grip on the skill saw <clears throat> is right. not an accident. <laughs> and neither is the box that it comes in. Maybe that's, right. that's exactly it. Right. Yeah. So design is fascinating, right? So in in, right. in any aspect, and I, I I personally really like design. Yeah, and it's and you get the joy of capturing it and putting it in its best light, and then helping them think through how to get that that messaging out there. We've touched on it a little bit, but is there anything else that comes to your mind? When it, maybe we'll get it. We'll ask in the form of getting some counsel for for some of the the folks in in our tribe. What advice, if any, do you have with regard to to those of us who might be in an arena that's that is kind of noisy, kind of crowded? What what advice do you have for us to try to achieve a little bit of differentiation to just separate ourselves a little bit from the from the crowd? I would say inspiration is the key. And so you need to find a way to inspire people to do business with people that inspire them. Right? And that's that's yeah. the challenge. When I talk about impact, when I talk about differentiation, that's really what we're trying to do is give them your your big why in a way that inspires them to participate with you. Yeah, this whole why thing for you, it's not a parlor trick. I mean, I think you, you take this very seriously. This is the core of what you do, isn't it? How many businesses say we've got the best price? Right. How many of them say we've got the best product? Right. Do they? <laughs> I don't know. All right. On any given day, that can change, right? Right, right. And if your customer is coming to you because you're 
you're a convenience store and you've got the cheapest price on gasoline today, they're going to buy their gas from you. But tomorrow when the other guy undercuts you by a nickel, where are they going to buy their gasoline? Mm-hmm. Right. right. Well, that, that's a, a simplistic example. Right. But you want to inspire loyalty and continued, <clears throat> continued commitment from your client. All right. So before that, we – Now you're in the why world. Yeah. Why are we doing this? I'm going to start asking why more. Um, like the, yeah, that's I, – I enjoyed the video when I watched it of the Simon guy. Simon, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, I don't know. I don't feel like I've applied it enough. But I should just I – should, I should ask you more. Like if people think they might want to sponsor a show or host a series, maybe I should say, well, why? why? I mean maybe I, are there other, maybe I got to come up with some other phrases besides why or, you know, what makes you feel that way or something. But kind of just keep poking, right? You said you hadn't read the book, but in the book he tells you how to do that. It's, it, oh, he does? Okay. It's a process, not a destination, right? right? And I'm so, going to send Simon an invoice. We're giving him quite the little plug here. <laughs> he, does, he doesn't need any plugs, believe me. The, the world is talking about him. It's just, you know, it's a good framework. Uh, so, uh, yeah, b- before we, before we wrap, I want to make sure that our listeners know how to get in touch with you. Um, so whatever you think is appropriate in terms of contact info, whether it's a phone number, email address, maybe a, a website, maybe there's a cool place to go look at some of y- your work or whatever you think is appropriate. Let's make sure we let them. So a, a part of why is, um, is contact, contact, communication and commitment. So at Beckshot, when you need to get hold of us, you're getting hold of me. And whatever needs to happen, I will take care of with our crew or our suppliers or you know, whatever. You can get you can reach me through the website. It's Beckshot.com. Beckshotsingular.com. There is a Beckshots that's plural and that's not us. Um, my email on and phone number are on the website. Uh, phone number is 516 509 Six nine four three, email is Randall <clears throat> D E L L at Beckshot dot com, and we're on Instagram and Facebook as well. Just type in Beckshot and up will come. Well, and I do. I think maybe that's even a point of differentiation. If, if I pick up the phone, or even if I send you an email, the next contact's probably I'm going to get to look you in the eye or talk to you on the phone. Yes, I mean, I to me that seems like a real point of differentiation right there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming to visit. I, I hope you'll come back. I tell you uh, an, an idea that might be worth pursuing. I think it be fun. Uh, might be fun if uh, if you have a, a local client to maybe have them come in. We'll spotlight their business too because I love learning about other other businesses. But maybe it would be fun to talk about this. Uh, a little bit about the relationship, how you guys work together, and or if that's either that, or maybe one of these trusted market partners, these best in class, somebody that handles the other part of the engagement if someone needs it. Like if, if you have someone that does, you know, the um, the distribution work. So if you're up for that, we'll do that sometime. Yeah, that would be fun. Uh, I can think of several uh, good local clients <clears throat> that might really enjoy that. Yeah, I'd love it. Hey, listen, how about hanging out with us while we visit with our next guest? Sure. It's a great studio. I'd love to hang out with you guys for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next up on Cherokee Business Radio, we have with us Miss Aria. I'm going to take a swing. I should have asked before we (laughs) went on air. Would have been the 
well, that's what a professional interviewer would have done, right, Randall? Uh, Tomoda? You got it. That's uh, exactly right. There you all that build up for not. I should have just took a swing, right? Uh, so, uh, Aria, the, the name of your outfit, uh, and am I saying it right, Aria? Aria. Aria yes. Music Studios. Music Studios. Very clever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Music Studios, uh, you're teaching folks how to play music. What are you doing? So I personally teach violin. That's my main instrument that I teach. And also piano, ukulele, and viola. Uh, We also have a bunch of other or a few other instructors that teach other instruments such as saxophone, recorder, bass guitar, guitar, drums, beginning voice. I hope I'm not leaving any out. There, there, there have been several that have been added recently, which is a great thing. So, so I'm going to tell them myself and my, my supreme lack of musical knowledge or talent. <laughs> when my oldest was in the third grade, I, had, I wasn't very long in this business of, of running studios for the Business Radio X Network. <laughs> One of the things on the list was she had to have a recorder. And Holly was going to the store to get a recorder. I said, Holly, I got more recording equipment than you can shake a stick at. What do they need? It's a little flute instrument. Right. So that was my education that day of what a recorder was. That's so funny. I think uh, Stone should come to your school. I think maybe, you know, maybe you should have just a class for parents to just like just basic terms and like what to say and not to say. Because I don't know, in third grade though, and actually in third grade, you're still kind of a smart guy. You're like daddy the hero. I don't. What, was it seventh, eighth grade where you got to be really stupid? I don't know. Somewhere I don't remember. I was a big nerd the whole way, so who knows? <laughs> All right. So you've got a you've got a physical location that people come yes, to. We do. Yeah. So we recently opened our brick and mortar location in the beginning of March. We have been around for a long time, though, probably about ten years. We were. Uh, previously located in Kennesaw, actually at my home studio. Uh So I just moved it now to a brick and mortar because we wanted to have some more instructors and also to be able to do a little bit more in the community, in the Woodstock community. Yeah. So I was really lucky to land that new, that new office that we can actually be in Woodstock and kind of, you know, do some outreach and stuff like that. Well, congratulations on that. I think that's fantastic. So the, the, um, the end user profile, probably not the person writing the check, but the, are most of the students young people? We have a wide range of students. Uh, the ages range from anywhere from four years old to, you know, 80. Just however old we have some adult students that actually take with their kids, which I think is oh, really great. that's cool. That's yeah. a good way to do it, right? <laughs> and I have several adult students. Um, they tend to not be as uh, they're, they're a little bit more shy about performing, but I'm trying to get some more performance opportunities that they would be comfortable with so that they can kind of get their music out there. So we should just bring them through the studio and be like, okay, it's yes. time for the, <laughs> for the Aria hour. <laughs> Show us what you learned last week, Bill. <laughs> so, I have but, a few for you. Yeah. <laughs> but like the four year olds, the six year old, I bet they, they're probably less inhibited. Right. And they, even oh. if they don't have it right, they're willing to stand and strum the string or blow the thing or whatever. Definitely. Right? <laughs> well, I do have some shy ones. I, I will say yeah. I have some kids that I, I haven't really heard a peep from, you know, for, uh, the duration of their lessons. <laughs> Sometimes they'll open up at the, you know, after a year of me teaching, they'll just start talking. I'm like, wow, I've never heard you talk before. But um, for the most part, yeah, the kids are a little bit more free and bold. So the hats that you must have to wear, the, um, 
the 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 disciplines that you must be able to exercise because you have this uh, highly specialized knowledge from in the music world and and talent in the music world, but you're also running a business. A big piece of which I suspect is you know getting the business, the sales and marketing and and, and all that kind of stuff, and. I, you got to sort of know how to how to run a class. Uh, even is a lot is a lot of your work one on one, or is it some group stuff? It's actually all one on one up until this point. But we are opening a mommy and me type class. A to- it's toddler music, oh, baby music, right? and we're calling it Baby Rock Stars. <laughs> and it's going to be opening in September. So we're hoping to get a couple people for that for the group class. So but- that will be kind of a new avenue for us. But having a child that you don't know initially come in, I mean, I, to me it was, I mean, I, I, my kids were wonderful, but still they were, I mean, that was a handful. And then to try to get them focused on learning something, do you have, did you just learn that by trial and error or you just have a knack for that? Or is there like formal education and here's how you handle a kid for an hour and a half? Or hour? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really what we focus on is the individual So everybody's different in their learning style. I'll have some parents that will bring their children in. Like we want them to do competitions. We want them to, you know, be a little Mozart. And then I have other parents that come in. They're just like, you know, just let them have fun. Just explore what they want to do with music. So it really depends on the individual. And I just try to make that individual comfortable when they come in for lessons by, trying to figure out what their individual goals are, what they want to do. And if it's a kid or an adult, I'll ask them, what is the song that you really want to play? Like something that you've heard on the radio, just your favorite song. And even if it's something that they can't do for a year or more, we'll work towards that so that they have a goal to work towards. Now, are there some instruments that are easier in general to pick up and do a pretty good job over other? I mean, because I have zero musical talent. There, no, one, no one in my family on my side, no one sings, dances, plays any music. My wife says that I'm tone deaf. I maintain that I am tone mute. I can hear it just fine. I just can't. I just can't uh, produce it. But are some instruments... Yeah, a little. If if if, if you're gonna get us, if you're gonna have a stone style student, let's get him on. I don't know. Maybe it's right. that recorder thing. <laughs> <laughs> I would say recorder is a really good instrument to start with. That's the reason that a lot of schools use that instrument. Interesting. Okay. To kind of get kids acclimated to learning music. Um, also, I do have some students that want to learn stringed instruments right off the bat. And I wouldn't recommend that if they're below a certain age. I would Uh recommend starting with piano. It's a little bit more instant gratification to play piano because you don't have to, though there is technique involved, um, there's no screeching sounds or anything like that when you play piano as opposed to violin. There's just so much to think about when you're playing a stringed instrument, and that can frustrate a lot of the younger musicians. Okay, is the violin and the fiddle the same thing is it the same instrument it is the same instrument it's just the style that it's played um there there is an argument though that there were old time fiddles that were shaped a little bit differently the the bridge that holds the strings up so that uh fiddle players could play more strings at the same time but i think in general it's just a violin (laughs) yep (laughs) randall you i don't can't remember now if it was during the during our conversation or before we went on air but you play something right you're you're a music i've played a number of instruments in my life but right guitar is the one that stuck 
Yeah. And you <laughs> did you learn from a really early age, like like she's talking about? Or yeah, I started about six years old or so, seven. Oh wow, like that. that's awesome. I got a little songbook with a bunch of old, you know, bluegrass songs and Johnny Cash songs and John Denver songs in it. Right. Learned them. <laughs> Oh, what fun. So it, out in the community, uh, you obviously find yourself um, working with parents to provide them and, and, and their child a, a great experience. You get the uh, the 80-year-old who says, I always wanted to play guitar or, what, or whatever. Do you find yourself um, collaborating with uh, community organizations, uh, uh associations, other businesses in some way to either on the business side of things or just to try to be a, a, a visible, vibrant part of the local community? Yes. Um, so of course, when we open the studio and of course I know COVID is still kind of a thing, it's still kind of going on now, but, um, you know, COVID has really kind of inhibited us from doing community stuff. So we are looking uh-huh. forward to doing a little bit more out in the community. I really would like to get the kids, especially, and the adults out, you know, playing at different locations, maybe for children's hospitals or um, retirement homes, anything like that. We are going to be doing, or I say we, um, and I mean me and some of the other teachers are going to be doing a benefit concert, a charity event for Circle of Friends. You might have heard of them. Oh, yeah. Get my coffee there yeah. on Wednesday, uh, Thursday morning. <laughs> Thursday morning. I yeah. see you there every Thursday, too. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we are planning on doing a Valentine's Day concert. I know that's super far away, but I've already started practicing for it. So I will be playing the Vivaldi Four Seasons, all four seasons. And uh, one of my um, co-workers or employees, uh, Lenard, he's going to be doing piano and I'm not sure what he's going to do yet, but I'm hoping that, um, something kind of jazz related. I think that would really balance it out well. So unfortunately I don't have the venue yet, the information, but we, it is going to happen. It's in sometime in February. So if you follow the social media links, we will definitely announce that. Well, that is fun. You can color the business radio X folks there. How about you? I have a question for Ari, yeah. if, if that's okay. Absolutely. Um, you know, listening to this and, and with my perspective on the world, I'm interested in what you do that's different than mm-hmm. all the music stores that give lessons, right? And yes. Wh- why would – there's that question, why would somebody – And, and you're getting all this for free, yeah. Aria? <laughs> <laughs> or, or are you going to send us a bill? <laughs> big one. <laughs> Size matters. You get a big bill. <laughs> uh, you know, wh- why would somebody come to your school instead of those lessons? Or, mm-hmm. you know, what is it that you do different? Um, I think one thing that differentiates us is our focus more on the individual during the, the lesson. As I said, just figuring out what their goals are and trying to – focus on them instead of just having a core curriculum that we do. So uh, whereas some people might do better with a curriculum, other people do better with just learning individual songs, um, just kind of, you know, piddling around a little bit. Playing by ear is a big one too. Like some people read music better. Some people play by ear better and just our, you know, just being able to perform as well. We have two recitals a year currently that we do. So the students really get to show off uh, what they've learned during the year. And also we have other, you know, we help, we help students out with competitions that they want to do all state orchestra, stuff like that to, um, to just inspire them. You know, I think that's our main, our main thing is to inspire musicians. There's that word again. That well, word you, again. You're, you were on to something. You know, that, that resonates with me, though, because when I was a kid and taking piano lessons, 
the thing that frustrated me about it was the structure of it. You know, it was all exercises and these little songs right, she wanted right. me to learn, and they weren't at all what I was wanting to play. And ultimately, I stopped doing that and moved over in, in the guitar direction so right. I could play the things that I was interested in, Yes, right? like she was saying. I think it's important for us as teachers to communicate well with our students because sometimes you can tell if they're not having a good time, you know, after a while. And I'll just stop and ask like, hey, sweetie, you know, or buddy, can are you enjoying this? Like, do, are you do you like the song? Is there something else that you want to do? And um, that's more effective because off, more often than not, students will not communicate with you and then they'll just end up quitting. So it's better to communicate them from the get-go to see what they want to do, what their goals are. So how about, what about recruiting other team members? Because I, you want them to have that same um, love for the craft. You want them to have that same presence with the kids. Yes. Have you, have you kind of got it dialed in and cracked the code on how to recruit good people and keep them on board? Well, so far I've been very lucky with the staff that I have, I know, I don't, I don't think I've cracked the code yet because we just really started. <laughs> so this is my first time having employees or having, you know, people. There's another hat. Me. Now, you, I mean, when you're running, you get, you wear all these hats. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? One thing, my husband was a marketing major, uh -huh. so he helps me a lot. And I definitely wouldn't be able to that kind of stuff is not my cup of tea, but I'm learning a lot more through him and also through the Woodstock Business Club, um, where I met you guys as well. So uh, your husband's name, if you don't mind? Taylor. Taylor. Taylor Daycake, yep. All right. Shout out for Taylor. <laughs> He's making it happen behind us. Is Taylor is. musical at all? He's not, no, but he supports music. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fantastic. He plays that's the radio. There you go. Me too. <laughs> so talk a little bit about Woodstock Business Club specifically, but also just the, the, um, the, the, I don't even know what to call it, the collegial supportive environment. At least mm -hmm. I have found it that way since I've come here. That's been your experience too, apparently. Yes. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised because I'm definitely an introvert. I don't really put myself out there very right. much as far as talking to people. Playing music is fine. That's, that's kind of odd, I'm sure. <laughs> but, uh, but I just, I've made so many great, you know, contacts and great friends. And it's amazing how one thing will kind of lead to another, you know, you right. meet someone that you don't really think <clears throat> is going to, to help per se, you know, but I think just putting yourself out there and just being, getting to know everybody and kind of helping collaborating with them. I really enjoy that a lot more than just trying to recruit people to help my business, right. you know? So, um, so I found a lot of, it, it's been great to kind of get to know people and also just to drive around Woodstock and be like, Oh wow. I, I know the owner of that business right. is kind of cool where, you know, I would have never met all of these people otherwise. So I'm th that experience is that that's what I'm finding as well. The other thing that I did not anticipate Although I have run another studio and my day job is trying to find other people across the country to run studios. I've run another studio in Sandy Springs for years, but it wasn't as intimate because they might be from you know the east side of Atlanta or whatever. Now, um, on the client side of our work, 
I mean, if they're going to be a client of mine, I might see them at church. I might see them at Reformation. I might mm-hmm. run into them at the Pibor. I got to, I got to live with these. I got to look them in the eye. Right. So I feel like there's this. I don't know. I'm feeling even a higher obligation of making sure that I can, I can give them whatever type of result they're seeking. If they're going to write me a check to be part of this thing. Right, like, right. <laughs> do you feel like this higher sense of obligation? I, I certainly I, do. I do. Yeah, I definitely want to help out anybody that I can if I right. if I can, you know, and um, give them give them some business and just kind of collaborate with them. Right. That's that's. That's my favorite word, I guess, lately. It's just collaboration. <laughs> I can't even spell it. But no, I walk away from the, uh, and I get energized when I, I'll go over here. My new routine is just to walk across the street to the circuit. Mm-hmm. And then I really enjoy the Y pow. I don't know, Randall, yeah. we may need an O pow. <laughs> Crusty old curmudgeons of wood. <laughs> I'm getting there too. So. But I'm really, I'm enjoying that. And it's a little different flavor. And it's a, it's a, it's some of the same folks, but other folks. And then um, I try to time it so I can get over to the reference and enjoy the Woodstock Business Club. So that's that's kind of my uh, get-to-know-people day. And there are a lot of people for whom I might not be a good client for, and they are probably not a good client for me. But I swear to you, I, I really am. I, after I get a chance to sit down and visit with someone, my antenna is kind of up. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's a way for me to help, so right. and so, I'm gonna, you know, I keep it. So I feel like I've got all these. I call them market mates. Yes. Like I got all these, you know, market mates, and I'm gonna try to help. It. And I feel like they are the same. Yes. That they're gonna try to help me. So I don't. Maybe that happens in other communities, but it's it's all new to me. Yes. Yeah, and I, I never go in there with the intention of I'm going to get some business today. I'm going to drum up some business. Yeah, you know, that's not the right frame, right? I, I think that people can sense that too. If you feel that way, you right. know. So I think it's it's great just to just to make new friends, you know. That's probably what maybe turned me away from years ago, investing much time or energy in that kind of activity, because mm-hmm. I can remember going to a to a thing, and I swear to you, the the. Some of the people would have a conversation with me, and as soon as they put me in whatever box they wanted to put me in, I probably wasn't answering the question properly, Randall. If I'd have had some training from you, I'd probably answered, you know, well, what do you do? I'd have probably gotten better. I swear to you, I could I could tell they were looking right over my shoulder, like, right. who's my next victim? Who's my... <laughs> right. Man, this is... I, you know, I'm not... Yeah, but that has not been my experience at all yeah. for this. No. Just tell them that you subvert uh, Donald Paradigm's <laughs> through by leveraging industry best practices. And then they'll just move right along. <laughs> so what's next for, for, for you and, and Mastermind Taylor? What you, you guys got some world domination plans uh, for this thing? Well, I don't know about that. I mean, you know, I haven't thought about that, though, so maybe that's a... That's a good idea. But um, no, for right now, I mean, we're, we're just focusing on filling up our studio with awesome students and awesome teachers. Uh, yeah. We currently have five studios open, but we're really only utilizing two of them. So, All right, so we got some capacity. Yes, yes. Right. So we, we definitely want some more <clears throat> students. And I think for us, we, we definitely want to get out in the community more. That's our main focus right now is to have more performance opportunities for the students, uh, which creates, you know, just inspiration in them to learn music as well as retention. So, yeah. So what's, how can we help the most? I mean, obviously, you know, maybe this will help. You got a little something you can get out there to the, to, to the masses and share and, and, that, and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, how can, how can people like Randall and me and, and our listeners, what can we do to support what you're, what you're trying to accomplish? Um, I mean, you know, if you can make it out to the performances, that's great. Just support us. And, um, yeah. and then if you know anybody, 
that needs lessons, you know, um, you might want to come by and check us out first. I don't know if you'll, if you'll like us or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we will. But, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Fantastic. Do you have any great pictures of you? <laughs> any what? You, didn't you want me to ask her that? Really? Oh, great pictures. Actually, I was, I was thinking about that during this whole interview. Right, right. I was like, I need some headshots. And, and then I also learned from Randall about, um, I need to be making more videos and maybe I need someone to make them for me. <laughs> so. but, no, I would think that. Gee, I wonder who could do that. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll find somebody for you. We'll, we'll, we'll go on the hunt for you. Right. But no, I, I could see if I were um, looking for lessons for Katie or Kelly, mm-hmm. my two, and if I went to your website and I saw a beautiful picture of you on a cello or, I mean, to me, the instruments are so gorgeous, mm-hmm. uh, the cello and the fiddle, <laughs> <laughs> the, the two instruments that you should be in every song. Uh, no, I, I could see that, you know, really making an impact. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right, well, we'll keep our, our eyes open and, and our, our ears open for, for some opportunities. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of fun having you Thank in the you. studio. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, I, I hope you too, and I'm quite sincere with this. I, I hope you'll you'll think about coming back and and letting us know how how things proceed. Definitely, for sure. <clears throat> and maybe when you're getting the the next event that you're think is February. February, it's going to be around Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and we're hoping to have kind of <clears throat> like a a romantic setting, like some wine, you know, whether you're single or in a couple, you can enjoy some wine. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy some music. So. All right. So, well, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely participate by the ticket or whatever. Me and my roommate of 30 plus years, Holly, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll come on down. So, uh, but what I was going to say is if you'd like, as we get closer to that event, anything you've got going or if you're doing something kind of connected to one of these causes, because I know you're great about trying to support these causes, uh, let me know. Even if you can just swing by the studio for a quick segment just to get people caught up. Uh, I mean, the platform's at your disposal. I'm happy to help. Yes. We're happy to help any way we can. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So before we wrap, let's make sure folks know where you are. Okay. Uh, so let's make sure we tell them that again. And then how to how to get to you and have a conversation with you or someone else on the team or have a kid, have them and their kid come see you, whatever, whatever works for you. All right. So we are located <clears throat> basically in downtown Woodstock. Um, it is off of Highway 92 in the Creekstone office, Creekstone Ridge, sorry, um, office complex. And it's right behind that Dairy Queen on off of Highway 92. And if you want to look at our website, it's www.remusicstudios.com. And you can also reach us on pretty much any form of social media. So if you look us up on Instagram at RE Music Studios and also on Facebook at the same address. And we are also... At, on LinkedIn, and I'm missing something, but we're right. we're we're definitely on those <laughs> on those websites. So you can check us out. Just type in Aria Music Studios on any of those platforms. Sounds to me like you're incredibly accessible. Yes, which I, which I know Randall <laughs> would support. Well, thank you, Aria. Thank you, Randall. This has been an absolute delight. What a fantastic way to to invest a a Tuesday morning. Thanks yeah, so this much. Was thank fun. You. Thanks for having thank me. You. All right. Until next time. This is Stone Payton for our guest this morning, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Cherokee Business Radio. Yeah.